Alrighty. As promised, we are back with our Believers 101, and I have a special guest on today, Ray, who is my co-laborer in doing these podcasts. And really quickly, before we start, we're just going to say a quick word of prayer as then we're going to go into this, and we will not be long, but we will have a part two. So, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for leading us, guiding us, protecting us. We thank you for the gift of salvation that you are to us, O oh God. Heavenly Father, I pray even now that the strength and power of who you are would take us over, invade our territory, and Lord, I pray that you would guide us on this course, on this pathway that we're taking, O oh God, in understanding believers, understanding Christian lifestyles, understanding the foundational basics of being a Christian, and how to do this practically, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All righty. So guys, you know, the title of this ep- these episodes is Believers 101. And right now we're dealing with sin and salvation. And we're just going to go a little bit more on the salvation side of it. So you're saved. You're trying to seek the Lord. And you just don't really like, what? how do I do this? You know, or you're saved, you're trying to seek the Lord, but you're also trying to prosper in life. You're trying to get more knowledge, understanding, income, all those things. So, you know, it's one of those things where we kind of have to go back to the word really quickly. Before we go to man and before people start telling us, oh, this is what I did. Let's just read what the Bible and we know an acronym for Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. Let's go and see what it actually says. So today our focus is really um, the second epistle of Peter. And we're starting at chapter one. And it reads, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According to his divine power, hath he given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. And right now we're just going to break it. We're going to take those three verses and we're just going to discuss it a little bit because I feel that sometimes we forget that this salvation, number one, has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with God the Father sending Jesus, his son, to die on a cross so that we can obtain that salvation. And when Apostle Paul writes this letter, he doesn't really write it to the general population. All these letters are written to church. Christians, believers, people who have already been saved. And it said, light obtained light, precious faith. Meaning, the same faith that Apostle Peter had is the same faith that I have, Floyd, or Ray has, or you have who was listening. We That's the first thing. We, that there's no respect of persons in God. So let's talk about salvation really quickly. Because a lot of times, I don't know about anyone else, I've always felt kind of inapt when it came to the things of God. Like, okay, I need to read like this a person, or I need to study like this person, or I need to pray like this person. Or I need to try to make my life like that person. Or like another believer. 
because they are look like they're so far off or better off than me. But it really said grace and peace be multiplied unto you. So the ability to do it has been already multiplied unto me. And it all comes through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, my Lord. So the more I, I grow in knowledge is the more I have the ability to live the lifestyle that is pleasing to God. And, um, one thing I will say, because, you know, you guys know, I like, I like the Greek and Hebrew words and I love their definitions for things. And I just want to read off a definite, the definitions for grace, peace, and the definition for knowledge really, really quickly in the Greek, the definition for Greek, the word that's used here is, um, as gratifying of matter of fact, literal or figuratively or spiritually, especially the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life, including gratitude, acceptable benefit, favor, gift, grace, gracious, joy, liberty. I want to just highlight something here. It said, the divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. That's not a typo. That is actually what the little Greek word for the word grace that's used here in this context means. Meaning, Jesus, he is the divine. His influence is on your heart. There is a reflection in your life. And it also includes your ability to have gratitude. Like, hey, I'm not just saved. I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm so gratitude. I'm so, I'm so full of gratitude for it. But then peace. So this is multiplied to you. That that grace is multiplied to you. His reflection in your life is multiplied. But then it said, and peace. And the word peace here, by implication, means you ready for this? Prosperity. By implication, this word means prosperity. That's literally what the definition says. It also means to, it's also taken from the word to join. It also means one piece, quietness, rest, and set at one again. You know, before we were saved and before we were really contaminated by this world, we were like little children. Like my, my daughter is here with me. And one thing about her is she's one. Her mind is not all over the place. If she says she wanna, she's going to go play, that's what she does. She's not worrying about oh, what am I going to eat later. She's not worrying about, she's not stressing. She, she's at peace. She's at oneness. And when you come to the Father, believe it or not, your ability to stay one and unified, it's multiplied. What you have to get to it. And then the other word here I just want to touch really quickly is the word knowledge. And the word knowledge here is the Greek word epignosis. And this word means recognition that is full discernment, acknowledging. One thing I will say, and a lot of times we, we kind of skip it or we don't really understand. Listen, knowledge is not just knowledge for knowledge's sake. When you learn the things of God and you're reading the scriptures, you're not just reading it for a religious practice. You're not just reading it because your pastor said to read it. You are reading it to build your spirit man and your ability to discern. Right from wrong, spirits, discernment of spirits, all these things, you're, 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 you're developing these things and they are going to be multiplied to you. But it all comes from actually acknowledging Christ as Lord and Savior, 
and realized I said Lord and Savior. I didn't just say Savior. And I didn't say Savior and Lord. I said Lord and Savior. He has to be the head of your life. That means if it's not okay with him, it doesn't get bad because you finally touch your church life. It should be he is the epitome of my life and I cannot compromise my head. Um, but Ray, I'm going to toss it to you before I, I, I go too far into my notes here. You know, I just want to talk a little bit about that knowledge piece because I feel like that's so important. Like, we, we sometimes I feel like we just take knowledge at face value. But I feel like there are some, some places in the Bible and in this instance when we look at what Paul is saying here, where knowledge is just not something that's a face value of, oh, I know this, and I know it on a surface level. I feel like when Paul talks about knowledge here, he's talking about knowledge in a complete sense, as it refers to uh, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and as it refers to our Father God. In so much as that, anything that God gives you, that Jesus gives you, is a complete thing. He doesn't give in parts. He doesn't give in halves. He gives a complete thing to you. So when Paul says here, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, it's saying, he's saying it is a complete understanding and a complete knowing through, through God. And as we grow in Christ, as we grow in our walk with Christ, as we grow um, with God, as we mature in faith and we experience him, we experience his grace, we experience his glory, we experience his awesome power, then we grow also in that knowledge of him. And I think that's so important. Like... I don't want people to feel like, you know, that it's hard to get to know God or it's hard to get to understand God. All we have to do is just read the word, trust and obey and walk with him. And that complete knowledge of him and complete knowledge of his word and complete knowledge of the concepts that are spoken out throughout the Bible will be known to you in, in, in whole, in full. And, you know, it takes a little time, but um, I feel like we should not be discouraging that. And I feel like that, 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 that part is so important. You know, the Bible says to, you know, and all I get and get understanding. And th that understanding comes from our walk with Christ. And as we grow in our faith in Christ, we get that understanding. And so that's why, and I love, you know, I love what, when Proverbs put, you know, Proverbs where it says that, I, um, you know, and all that get and get understanding. When it's talking about getting, it's talking about knowledge. It's talking about wisdom. All right. And um, getting that understanding, it comes hand in hand. That shows that completeness. That shows that complete knowledge. And, um, you know, that's just something that I just wanted to point out. Amen. You know, and I love that you said that because part of, you know, what really led me to the Believers 101 is that there's so many things that we feel like we don't know and it's so overwhelming, but the scripture speaks for itself. 
And sometimes one of the most difficult things about being a Christian is we have a lot of doctrines of men and we have no Bible. We don't know what the word of God says. And because we don't know what the word of God says, we don't really know how to, you know, do any of these things. Because verse three says, it says, according to his divine power, has he given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness? Meaning God has already given us these things. It's not for us to go outside and look to the world and look to this. He has already given us all things that pertain unto um, just church life. No, it said life. Meaning our general life, our general, what we do on a day-to-day basis, our ability to, you know, to overcome road rage, our ability to overcome low self-esteem, our ability to overcome um, the, the what we would consider to be the poverty mindset, our ability to overcome binge eating, our ability to overcome depression. Our, he, he has already given us all things pertaining to life. And then it says, and godliness. He has already given us the ability to walk in all the things that he's called us to walk in. He's already given us the graces. He has already given us the the ability to learn and be learned of him. He's already uh, given us the ability to attain into spiritual gifts. He has already given us the ability to become teachers of the word. He's already given us the abilities to do this. But we're going to go to verse 4. Because verse 4 is the, it, it, it's like it brings it all in and it lets us know why some of these abilities are not active in our lives. You ready? And verse 4 says, and we in uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, whereby are given unto us great and precious promises that by these ye may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. In another podcast, we're going to talk about lust. We're going to talk about the lust of the eye. Uh We're going to talk about the pride of life. We're going to talk about the lust of the flesh. We're going to talk about that, but not in this podcast. But right here, it tells you what it tells you where the corruption is. It tells you what makes these things unaccessible to some of us at this time, and it lets you know that you just have to escape. And what does it mean by escape? Listen, I don't know about anyone else, but when you start running, and someone is you know someone's trying to get you, you don't stop running because you got far. You keep running until you're safe. And as a Christian, we need to stop compromising. Keep running, guys. Listen, don't just stop at, okay, don't just stop at, okay, I don't watch pornography anymore. Flee from those shows that are all soft porn. But you know what? You know what I think will be a good question right here? I feel like some people will ask, well, where do we run to? Okay. And this is this this is the good thing. And this is this might be the hard thing. You gonna run to the thing that you don't want to do so most of the time to the word and to prayer. Listen, I didn't get big by drinking water. Okay, I got big from the curry chicken, the curry goat, the oxtail, the rice and peas, the cabbage, the rundown. For those of you guys who know what rundown is, the McDonald's, (laughs) Wendy's. Walmart, you know, 
I, I didn't I didn't gain I didn't get all this weight that you can see on me from you know once in a while eating. I made a daily habit of it. And I enjoy it. Now, when it comes to the word of God, and the reason why I say to the word of God, I didn't tell you to run to a church first because, you know, if you run to a church first and the church becomes your savior, you know, someone says something to you, the pastor says something to you that you don't like, all of a sudden you church hurt and all of a sudden you ain't going to church no more and now you backslid. Let's run to the word of God, guys. Let's study. There, listen, we live in a day and age where there's a plethora of different ways to actually study the word and study your scriptures and read and listen if you ever want just a group of believers to study with listen you can email me you can message me you can direct message me hey i'm in such and such city i promise you i will pull all this all the things that we can pull together as the body of christ and get you attached to a group of people if it not be with me and some of my friends that you can study the word of people and be excited and be energized about it but the first place we need to run to the word we need to run into prayer these are the first places to run into the word and prayer. Another great place to run into is worship and praise. Listen, we all love music and I don't care what day you've been having. Music has at times lifted you or made you go lower, depending on what you went and listened to. Don't just read scripture and then go and re-pollute your mind with beat this and beat that and booty this and booty that. Get a playlist of godly artists, godly songs, godly lyrics. Keep it coming. Keep flushing those things out. Don't just stop at the first um, relief, the first sign of relief. No, no, no. Be, you want to be clean. You want to be cleansed. You want to be whole. And then also finding a Bible-believing church that teaches the Bible from Genesis to revelation including spiritual gifts not just those churches that give you all this doctrine but they don't tell you about the what the holy spirit moves and no no you want all of it and you don't want a church that is too heavy in either a meaning what do i mean by too heavy let me break it down so there's no confusion don't go to a church that only preaches their preference in scripture they need to give you the whole thing the whole bible and when they're teaching about spiritual gifts one, it should not be exclusive to leadership. It, it, the spiritual gifts are gifts to the body of Christ entirely. Find a church that goes along those lines, that teaches doctrine and has displays of power because that's what Jesus and his disciples did. There was teaching and there was display. There was teaching and there was display. There was good teaching and there was great display. We're, don't just go to teaching and don't just go to displays because remember, false prophets do that too. That's why you, you know the doctrine. Mm -hmm. I, I want to interject here, and I think that this is a very important point. And, you know, we see a lot of churches that do a lot of the display and not a lot of the teaching, or do a lot of the teaching and not a lot of the display. Um, and I think we need to look at we need to look at the Bible and look at Jesus in this in this in this respect, like you were just saying. And there was a point in the Bible where Jesus would gather his disciples. And he sent one of the disciples to go gather someone and said that <clears throat> you know they'll be sitting under the tree. And when they came to Jesus, and they said, you know, you know, Rabbi, you're correct. He was sitting under the tree. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, this is not the direct way you said. Um, but he said, you're right. He, he was sitting 
under the tree. Like, this is such a great thing, such a great sign. And Jesus said to him, these things that you see now, you will see greater than it. Meaning that, that the little thing that he saw where Jesus said, oh, you find him sitting under a tree. is nothing compared to the things that you will see. So he, he taught him and he demonstrated at the same time. He taught his disciples and he demonstrated to his disciples. Um, and you find another instance where, where you know, it just, it, we, we got to look at Mark. We got to look at Matthew. We got to look at Luke and see how before or even after every demonstration that Jesus did, there was a teaching. We look at the 5,000 people, that, you know, that he that he fed with two, two fish and, and what? Loaves of bread, right? Mm-hmm. It was a demonstration. But what, what happened even before and after that? He preached to the people. He, he taught the people. He spoke to the multitude. It wasn't just every day or every instance in the Bible that we read about when we saw Jesus demonstrated power, demonstrated power, demonstrated power. He did a lot of teaching as well. So I just think it's important that we also find a church that models after our greatest example. And I like to call Jesus our greatest example because that's what he is. And I feel like we should always be around things and around people that follow our greatest example. Amen. You know, and that, you know, so it's important. So, you know, where do you run to? This is where, this is where, and listen, if you go to scripture and prayer and worship time with God first, then you go to church, you are able to discern if it's the right church, right? Because listen, there are multiple churches, but when you when when you cut everything down the middle, there's only two sides you could be on: God's side or the devil's side. And what you start to see with actually building a relationship with the Word of God and with the Spirit of the Lord, and in what you start to get is you get discernment, and you're able to be like, mm, 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 this is not where I need to be. This, you know, because you're able to see where the Lord is and where the Lord is not. Don't be judgmental. And don't be one of those people that go around condemning every church. But be discerning. But one thing I will say is you got to take your supplements, guys. You know, anyone who's into exercising and working out, a lot of them, are they do a lot of supplements or supplemental eating where they eat foods that are very rich or high in certain vitamins and minerals because their body needs an access because you're trying to grow muscle, Right. This is the same thing, but you're not, it's not your physical body that needs the growth. It's your spiritual body, your spirit man. So we talked about escaping corruption, but I also want you to know one of the things that helps us be free or, or keep our minds from corruption are some of the things is we need to do devotion. Devotion is time with the Lord. That means some days for devotion, you might just go sit in his presence and we just cry because you know you're just you're just you're just so overwhelmed it's time spent with him another supplement is bible study study the word don't be one of those christians that the only scriptures you know are the scriptures that was quoted on sunday or the scriptures you heard in somebody's video prayer prayer is huge everyone you have if you have to have a prayer life you have to have communication with god you have to you, you have to 
there is no relationship that is built without communication. And then the last one is love. Listen, if you are really walking with God, your love will be like his love. And your love will be tested. It will be tested so it can be perfected. Because this is what Jesus said. He said, this is how they shall know that you are my followers. By your love for me? No. He said, by your love for one another. Amen. So this is key. And this is why people who try to be Christians without the church and without other believed brothers and sisters in the Lord, this is why you guys are out of line. Because Jesus himself said, this is how all men shall know you are my disciples. By your love for one another. How are they going to know if you don't love your brother in the Lord? How are they going to know? You'd be like, oh, well, I love everybody. Hippies love everybody. A lot of those so-called self-proclaimed gurus love everybody. No, there needs to be a love for the church. Because you're seeing in this day and hour, everything is turning against God's church. So the only thing that's going to be loving God's church in this hour coming soon is the church and God. So these are supplements and these are things that we got to exercise. They don't come easy. The heart is a muscle. Just like your biceps, triceps, you, you know, you have to work it out to really get them strong and get them to, you know, pop out and bulge like some people want. You got to keep working it. That's the same thing with all these other things. Your heart, you got to keep working it. Because at a point, your heart is going to crave the devotion. It will start to crave the Bible study. It will start to crave times of prayer. It will crave to love each other. And it will be grieved when you miss out on the opportunities to do this. You know, I know that it's, you know, it's a lot sometimes. But we have these, these are very important things for us to do. And for us to work on. And these are supplements. That if we take them daily, you will see growth. There's an old song that I remember growing up in church and I used to sing it all the time. And they used to say, read your Bible, pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. But then there was the other side to the song. And it was neglect your Bible. Forget to pray. And you'll shrink, shrink, shrink. And this is so true in today. And it's not just like a shrink, like you getting shorter. It's a shrink. Your spiritual discernment will shrink. Your desire to be in anything pertaining to God will shrink. But more importantly, your your relationship with him, your relationship with the Lord, it will shrink and it will become almost distant. You know, like I said, I don't want to keep you guys, but I do want to encourage you guys to tune in. Um, not this coming week, but the week coming the two next two weeks because we're going to keep going in this chapter of uh, second Peter and you won't want to miss because we're going to find out the things that need to be evident in your life. And if they're not there, you have no spiritual sight. So I just want you guys to stay tuned we are coming back. We are, I'm going to try my best to be here twice a month. Definitely. And, you know, I'll have guests. And you guys know Ray. Ray will be on more frequently. And we will have some other guests, you know, to come on and just dive into this word with us. If you are in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, there is a great church that I can advise we visit. 
if you are looking for a home church or just looking for a place to worship on Sunday when you are in town in the area, it's called Miracle Life Family Outreach. Woo! We are on 6202 South Sheridan Road, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Once again, that is 6202 South Sheridan Road, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So if you're in the area and you just want to stop by and see, it's a you know it's great. It's not your average church. We don't do church as usual. Definitely. And one thing I do know is that you will grow in your relationship with God. You don't got to grow in your relationship with the leadership, just with God. That's true, y'all. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Yep. Our services start at noon every Sunday. So you can sleep in and still come and get your praise on. Amen. So, Ray, is there anything, you else, anything else you would like to share? Yeah, guys, look, just look out for us. Uh, like she said, I'll be on these podcasts frequently. Um, and you can, you know, maybe we might do a little surprise podcast here and there, but we definitely are building a regular schedule that we're going to try our best to stick to. And remember, guys, the Bible says today is the day of salvation, that salvation is freely given. All you need to do is come to Christ. All you need to do is come to God. Just come directly to him. Submit yourself to him. And salvation is free to all. There's no prerequisite. There is no, like, there's no guideline. There's no, you got to do this and this first. All it takes is your surrender and your trust and love in God. That's it. And salvation is yours. So, don't forget. Amen. And for anyone who would like to accept Christ, listen, I'm not going to give you a prayer today. I am going to ask you to just go to that uh, passage of scripture, 2 Peter chapter 1. And write where it says, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. I just want you to ask Jesus invite him so that you can have that precious faith and if you do that I challenge you send us a DM we will be more than happy to pray with you we'll be more than happy to do this Christian life with you because that's what we're supposed to do as the body of Christ is do it together but until the next time we meet the Heavenly Father I ask that you have your way in each and every listener's heart And that you would bring us back together again under even a greater desire to dig into your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. God bless. Peace.